0: Peace this morning to our brothers and sisters in Christ, all our visitors who are here today. May the Lord bless you, watch over you, take care of you and protect you on your journey. And while you're here together this morning, may we continue to praise our great and awesome God. Man, we're glad to be here this morning. You know, it's been a great week of a Thanksgiving, got to eat quite a bit of food at different places this week and experience different things. But, you know, thinking about Thanksgiving, thinking about Christmas times, you start seeing lots of things talking about home for the holidays and all those kinds of things. And thinking of going home and, and all those kinds of things that happen in our lives. And we think about it. You see so many movies, so many songs that are written about home. You think about there's no place like home. There's no place like home. From Dorothy saying that. or we hear a song that says, "I can go to Paris or Rome, but I just want to go home. talk about movies. you see movies where people will come on their ships and they'll get back to their lands or maybe the movie of Robin Hood. and when he gets to his land, he gets off the boat, he jumps off the boat, smells the sand, tastes the water, and says, "I'm home." And then we also see the pictures of soldiers or anybody who's ever uh, come home from overseas getting home and perhaps when they, as soon as they get out of the airplane, kissing the ground, I'm so glad to be home. And I know that a lot of times at the airport, that's a hard place to be. A lot of times it's a joyous place to be and it's a sad place to be because you get there, somebody's going on a journey and you're sad because they're leaving and then when they're coming back, you're, you're filled with joy when they come back home. Raquel will be leaving us tomorrow. we will be going back to Brazil. I ask you to be praying for her as uh, we've enjoyed her time with us here. But she's going to experience that going back home as well tomorrow. And you know, a lot of times it's so funny when we think about it because we sing lots of songs about home. Home of the soul. Longing for home. Sighing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beyond yon the crystal sea. We sing, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. How beautiful, how beautiful heaven must be. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day on higher ground. Sing to me of heaven. Sing that song of peace. In home of the soul as we've sung this morning. I know one of the places, you know, a lot of times, is sometimes you might just think it's talking about being homesick. Have you ever heard that term homesick, wanting to go home. We had a lady come and visit us once while we were in port de Lager. She was going to stay with us for about a month. For about five days in, she decided to go back home. I, think, I don't think she was tired of us, okay? She may have been. She may have said, I don't want to know anymore with Marcus you, But she was so longing to be home that she had to get on that flight and go back home to be with her, her family. And I remember one of the times when I felt like I was longing for home, thinking about home. And it's going to be one of the weirdest places, and I've said it before perhaps, but my girls, back a long time ago, I wanted to take them to the movies. And there was a Hannah Montana movie called Back to Tennessee. Now, if you don't know, that's where I'm from is from Tennessee. Well, we went to go see that movie, and when it gets off the plane, and they're in Tennessee, and there's a hill there, and it's close to where, filmed close to where I lived. Here I am in a movie with all these kids Crying. Bawling, and Deborah and Barbara being the comfort they are, are, like Dad, that's so funny you're crying. Okay, they were laughing at me also. But you know, I remember that moment. And of course, Deborah and Barbara have experienced those other moments with me. One other time, song came on the radio, "Precious Memories," and I broke out crying, thinking of home, and being homesick at at that time, as well. But you know, thinking about that nowadays, thinking about what happened there, taking them to that movie. I was missing home here. But now when I think of that moment and that incident, I miss Brazil <laughs> also. So it's all to let me know, know one thing. There is something to look forward to going home. But there's something so much more. And Tim touched on it last week. And I was scared because his last point last week sounded a whole lot like my sermon. So I'm, I'm glad he already talked about it. Saying not love the world or anything in this world. But to love and long for something that's more. Long long and love for our home that is in heaven, where it has been kept for us. And I want us to think this morning about going to our eternal home. Knowing if we're prepared, if we're ready to go home. And if we're as fired up to go home to our eternal home as we are when we go home to visit family. Some of you may have had family members that have gone on to be with the Lord. And you're looking forward to that great homecoming also. We think about homecoming. People come from all back to come back home, to get reacquainted, to talk to one another again. And we long for that time that we can be at home where there will be rest for our souls, where there will be no more tears, where there will be no more crying or no more wars or no more divisions. I want to know this morning, Jesus in John chapter one says in the beginning was with the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God In first John 1 14 it also says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us Jesus God with us in the flesh why did he come Philippians 2 verse 5 says we should have the attitude of that of Christ Jesus who being God in nature God did not count that to his own advantage but made himself nothing taking the very form of of a human taking the very form of a servant but for what reason well jesus's disciples are in a troubled time they're concerned about things that are going on jesus also we're going to see is thinking about going home jesus is homesick to be with the father we can see that in his last, one of his last prayers he's talking to the father and he says god i'm ready to go home and I want us to read that first of all this morning, for us to know and understand that Jesus was looking forward to going to His eternal home, going to His home. In John chapter seventeen, verses one through four, it said one through five. It says this: After Jesus had said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Jesus, knowing that now I'm going to the cross, I've been here and I have done Your will, and I will continue Your will even unto the end, Father. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life To all those you have given him Now this is eternal life that they know you lord the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave to me to do father and now father glorify, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world began. Jesus was looking forward to going home. Father, I have glorified you while I'm on this earth. I have come to do your will. May I continue to glorify you while I'm in this earth. Lord God, in my life, may I continue to glorify you until I get to our eternal home. Lord God, in all that I do, may I remember the home that's celestial and not this home that's in this earth. May I be able to keep my focus on you and glorify with you, glorify you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as we see, Jesus said, I'm ready to go back to be in the glory I was with you before time began. And we get a picture of it in Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5, with the angels around the throne of God the Father, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the God, our Father. Holy, holy, holy. And not only that, in Revelation 5, the scene of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. And then if we all go all the way back to Isaiah, as he sees his vision, he sees the Lord, he sees Jesus. In his glory. And Jesus says, Father, how long it's been. I'm ready to go home. And to be with you in glory, Lord. To be with you the glory that you had with you before this world began. You know how strong that was with him? To know that he was going home by doing the Father's will. What strength that gave him, what comfort they gave him. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrew writer says, I write this so that you may not lose heart, Against your battle against sin. Jesus. getting Going to the garden. Lord God. Not my will but yours be done. Who the joy for the joy set before him. Endured the cross. Father I'm going to be home with you. Lord God. I don't know about you. But some of us are suffering right? Have aches. We have pains. Not just physically but emotionally. Perhaps even spiritually. And God is saying, I have a home for you. A home where there's no more crying, no more pain. Where every tear will be wiped away. And here is as Jesus is talking in these verses here, it says that he persevered because he knew where he was going. I want you to know this morning, if you are in Jesus Christ, you have an eternal home in heaven. Kept for you. And Jesus wanted to stress this to his disciples. He wanted to stress this to his disciples when they were concerned, when they were distraught and they didn't know what was going on. Understanding all the things when Jesus says, I'm going to die and in three days, I'm going to be raised from the dead. But so we understand that Jesus was looking forward to go home. We should be looking forward to going home. But why should we be looking forward to going home? Because God loves us. Jesus loves us. And Jesus says, you know what? You know what? In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Death is not our end. We have life eternal in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Then he says this to them in John chapter 14. Jesus went to prepare a place for them for their eternal home. And he desires to share heaven with us. John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so. Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a, place for, prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm going to take you home. We sing the song, I've got a mansion just over the hill. Okay, I'll stop right there already, okay? <laughs> I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land, okay? Yes. Well, I'm just happy if it's a room, okay? Because, you know, some say, it's, I've got a room in heaven. I am going to be excited. I'm going to be just as fired up to be there as everybody else, to be in our Lord's presence for eternity, to be in our eternal dwelling with him. But as we see this, I want us to understand that Jesus not only came here and desired for himself to go back to the Father's glory, he desired That he could take us with them. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, when Paul is talking to the brothers and sisters who are in Christ, who are scared that those who have died in Christ may not be able to be raised from the dead because they weren't living when Jesus comes, he says, I want you to know at the last trumpet call, the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first and be taken up, and those who are alive will be caught up with them into heaven. What a beautiful sight. What a beautiful sight. A beautiful thought, blessed are those who die in the Lord. Jesus has prepared a place for you through the cross on Calvary when he gave his life for you and for me and for the world. And Jesus says here when he says this, believe also in me. You want to know the way to the father? You've got to look to me. As he would go on to say later on, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But not only that, if we think in John chapter 17, when Jesus did that first part of his prayer, he's then going to pray for his disciples who are living. He says, God, I'm not asking you to take them out of this world, but protect them while they're in this world. Yes, they will suffer. They will be pain, But give them the hope, the same hope that I have, that I will be with you in glory. And then he goes on to say, I pray for all of those who are long off, Lord, who will believe in me. And in John chapter 17, verse 24, he says this, Father, I want those you have given me to be where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Not only does Jesus looking, was he looking forward to that homecoming, to be back in glory with his father, to be in that intimate relationship. But Jesus says, I want to share that with you. Now we talked this morning in our class, I don't know every class is a little bit different when we're talking about this morning, but can you imagine when it says in Corinthians, that the, most people think it's Paul, but we'll just leave it as somebody was called up into the third heaven. When he came back, it says he was not able to say and express the things that he saw there because they were too glorious, too great. And I think about all the beautiful images of the Bible that says about heaven. And it's more than that. It's more glorious. It's more great. It's awesome. I think of Zechariah when he was there and that angel met him and and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. Well, not you, Elizabeth, okay? (laughs) You're going to have a child. You're going to give him the name John. He says, how's this going to happen? And and then he said, well, because you asked, I'm I'm not going to be able, you're not going to be able to talk until you write down his name is John. But can you imagine, as we said this morning in our class, Zechariah coming out of there? It says he was making motions with his hands, and he was doing all this. Can, can you imagine trying to talk and trying to express things and not being able to get out a word? Okay? Wow. Heaven is like that. Inexpressible joy. First Peter says we have an inexpressible joy. Because we have an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. And Jesus says, Lord God, I'm going home to you, and I want others to be at home with me. Oh, there's not, nothing, nothing better than a home-cooked meal, right? Going to somewhere, Thanksgiving, thinking of home-cooked meals. Invite me anytime, okay? I'm joking, okay? <laughs> nothing like a home-cooked meal. And Jesus says, I want you to we invited you to the greatest banquet that could ever be given in heaven with our father and with his son, Jesus Christ. The question is. And when we really get down to it. As exciting as it is. Are we longing. For that celestial home. Or are we letting this world. Trying to take place of our celestial home. You know, in the in Luke chapter eight, when Jesus talks about the seeds and the kinds of paths that fell upon, it gets to the weeds and it says the weeds grew up and, and they got snuffed out. They got they got choked out because of the pleasures of this world. We want to live longing for our eternal home. Amen. Live longing for that day when Jesus will come back, that we will be with him. Why should we want to live that way? Why should we want to know that to keep our eternal focus on the things above Colossians chapter two says we should keep our minds and hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and Christ who is your life. Your life is hidden in him when he comes, we will be with him where he is and our lowly bodies will be transformed into his spiritual body. Wow. Longing. Longing for home. Like I said earlier. When I was at that movie, bawling for home. One brother wrote and and the other day was saying, when was the last time that you cried about what Jesus had done for you on the cross? When was the last time that we had tears thinking about how great and how beautiful heaven must be? And have that longing to want to be there. Longing to be there with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Longing to be there in this place of rest. Longing to be in the full-fledged glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, don't let the things of this world fool you. The prince of this world deceive you with things of this earth. The rich fool built many barns. And he says... This night your life will be required of you. The rich young man or the the, the young man, Jesus, all these things I've done, leave everything and follow me. Why? I want you to long for something more than this world. Long for heaven. There's a word in Portuguese called saudades. And I wish, I hope and pray that I have that kind of Word, when I think of heaven, of wanting and longing to want to be there with my Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to see his glory, just as the many people who have lived by faith in the past had lived also. You know, so some of us, I grew up living in the same place all my life, in the same house up until I went to college. And then from then on, I never lived back there again. I've always lived away. Some of you moved every year, never had one place as your home. And so you understood home was not even a place, but the people who you were with at those different times. I know my girls have a different situation than I did as growing up. And we long for those times together. We long for those times with family. But we long should long for something even more heaven It says in Hebrews 11, talking about all those people who live by faith faith in verse 13, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers here on this earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have never had the opportunity. They would, they would have had the opportunity to return. Said, I'm looking forward to going home. And a lot of times we ask ourselves, where is home? If we've moved enough, we don't know where home is. But there is a celestial home where we will be together forever with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So how do we long for home? How do we remember to keep our focus on the home that's celestial? We already said in Colossians chapter 3, keeping our hearts and minds on things above. But also in Philippians chapter 3, it says our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly body so that we will be like his glorious body. Going to have a new body. My feet are doing better. But it's going to even be better than they are now. I I do want to tell you that my feet are doing well, but I had an ingrown toenail the other day and it hurt just as bad as walking all those years, okay? It's going to be better. It's going to be a glorious body, it's going to be a body built for eternity. Hebrews 12 says, then just because we know that and we understand that, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. Lord God, I long for home so much. Lord God, whatever in my life is trying to keep me from not thinking about going to my celestial home, get it out of my life. Whatever it may be, Lord, if I focus on something and think my life and my joy is in those things and I forget about heaven, take it out of my life, Lord. Even if I love it, if if it is sinful, though, Lord, take it out. I do not want to be entangled in sin. I do not want to live in sin. I do not want to continue in sin. I want to live for you, Lord, because I understand that I should make my citizenship. I am a citizen of heaven. I'm not a citizen here, but a citizen of heaven. I'm a foreigner here in the States. I'm a foreigner here in Texas. Of course, I wasn't born here, okay? In Tennessee, but my girls were, so give me a break. But we have an eternal home, brothers and sisters. And the question is do you want to be with the Lord in glory? Are you washed? Are you ready? Have you been washed? In the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we think of Revelation 22 talking about this beautiful picture of how it will be. And the life that we have in Christ it says this in Revelation 22. Look I am coming soon my reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life. It may go through the gates into the city, outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears these words of prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes the words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in their scroll. He who testifies to these things says, yes. I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Or as we say, Maranatha, or Maranatha. Ven, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Are we really ready for Jesus to come? I pray and hope that we are prepared for that day. Galatians 3.26 says that we are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ there's no neither male or female, Scythian or Greek, for we are all one in Christ, and we are all Abraham's offspring, all heirs of the promise of God. Brothers and sisters, Acts 22:16. when Paul went to the house there, and there Ananias, and he says this here, he says, "What are you waiting for, Paul? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name." Why? Because Jesus came to this earth, longed for His eternal home, made it to His eternal home in glory, prepared the place for us, is preparing it. Jesus is coming back. May we live for Him. May we live for Him every day. May we long for Him every day. And may we live every day knowing that our sins have been washed away. May we live in His grace and may we live in His mercy each and every day. The beautiful home of the soul. One day, I'll fly away. And we'll all fly away to be with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bring your sins to Him. And I, Okay, I'm glad y'all saw the thing fly off, okay? Bring your sins to Jesus. Bring them to the cross. Give your life to Him. Have your sins washed away. Live this new life in Him and look forward to that great day when we'll be together with our Lord in heaven. What a great homecoming it will certainly
1: be. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org, that's d-f-i-e-l-d-c-o-c-dot-o-r-g. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com, or you can call us at 903 645 Nine six. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person. At eight one eight West W M Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas seven five six three eight. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at nine thirty a.m. for Bible class and ten thirty a.m. for worship service. Sunday evening at six p.m. for worship service and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.